podcast called uh, Dub Jellyson Podcast. First ever type 1 diabetic in UFC history. Uh, doing fine, Dub. Nice to be with you. Get out! <laughs> He's like, yeah. My tunnel vision and my periphery, I'm like all field. Hey, you know how it is, Dub. Hey, when you're, hey, when you're team. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's crazy. What's up, everyone? We're back with another episode of the podcast. They have a very special guest, Eugene German. Eugene, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you so much for taking time to do this. We got on it kind of fast, which I, I really appreciate that. I don't, I don't think a lot of guests understand that. But uh, um, we were talking about you being in Ohio. You guys got another game tomorrow. Uh, so how's your guys' season going with the Kokomo Bobcats and uh, as a part of the TBL? Yeah, it's going good so far. You know, we um we eight and one. You know, just defeated a really good Indy Express team yesterday. So you know, it's going pretty good. You know, we pushing every single day, and you know, we just grinding consistently. So you know, all we can do is just keep grinding and just keep expecting the good. You know, from our outcome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking at most specifically your stats. I mean, you're leading the league in scoring. You got you're you're a straight bucket. We've we've been through that though. Um, did you think that you guys were going to have success and did you know that you'd have this level of success uh, as a player and as a team? Yeah, uh, well, I, well, just how training camp was going, I knew he was going to, you know, have, you know, some team success, but, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, man, I put in the work, you know, man, I work every single day, you know, uh, you know, I've been putting in work, so, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm a very confident player. So, you know, I knew, you know, what I was capable of or what I was going to do. You know, and um, also, you know, my team, you know, they really helped me out, you know, um, getting to, you know, like getting the points and, you know, setting me up in positions for me to score, you know, easier. So, you know, I, you know, I appreciate them for that. Mm-hmm. And for people that aren't really familiar, uh, the Kokomo Bobcats are part of the TBL. Um, so kind of explain how that came to be and um, just like how things are run in your guys' league. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a new year team. You know, um, I, I, I personally myself didn't know about the uh, the TBL until this year. You know, uh, my agent told me about it. You know, but you know, um, I mean, it's a pretty good league. You know, uh, you know, it's just a stepping stone for you know my career. You know, uh, somewhere to start. You know, uh, of course, I don't want to stay here for you know years and years and years. You know, um, you know, so I'm gonna do what I gotta do, and you know, and hopefully just keep winning and hopefully keep building, you know, and adding all stuff to my accolades and my resume so, you know, I can get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think you can obviously get to the next level. You don't need me to tell you that. But um, so is it safe to say this kind of a one-year stopgap and then you'll look for something else going into next season? Absolutely, for sure. Mm-hmm. And why why did you choose to play in this league and for this team uh, this spring and going into summer? Yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. Um, you know, it, you know, it started off back in uh, you know, about October. You know, um, I had some overseas deals. You know, from my agent. You know, I ended up turning it down. You know, because um, I felt like that, I, like I can play at like at the NBA level. You know, or I can you know try to get an Exhibit Ten contract, or try to get on a two way contract, or probably get on a G League team. You know, that was like my main focus. But you know. You know, it was a rough COVID year and, um, you know, that stuff didn't end up happening, you know, because, you know, we didn't get our opportunity, you know, how like a lot of, you know, players get out, like out of college, like going to Portsmouth or going to pro basketball combine out there or, you know, getting like NBA workouts or anything like that. So, 
you know, it was tough for like mid major guys like me to, you know, try to get at that level, you know, like, yeah, my resume speaks, but you know, I like, it's still like, it's still good, you know, to get in, you know, and get eyes on you to, you know, just like, Oh, wow. Like, Oh yeah. Like this guy's actually good. You know, we didn't get that chance. So, you know, that, you know, like that didn't go well for me. So, you know, I had to end up, you know, taking, you know, the TBL. Although we got cut off. Did you see me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. I had to end up taking the TBL, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I took, uh, you know, Cliff called my agent and, you know, um, you know, I took the deal. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll come to training camp and, you know, I'll prove myself. I had to make the team. And, you know, that's why I did. I made the team and, you know, we're here now. Mm -hmm. And what was that process like? I know, I know you went undrafted back in October. Um, so how, how much contact did you have with teams after that? Um, and then what was the process like of turning down those overseas offers to, to stay here as well? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't talk to many teams after, but, you know, before teams, you know, um, you know, uh, before the draft, I would talk to the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Phoenix Suns, um, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I talked to the Indiana Pacers. I talked to the NBA and G League team, you know, just on a Zoom call. But, you know, I mean, you know, we was just talking, you know, just getting to know each other and stuff like that. But it's nothing like, you know, actually getting seen, you know, I like I like I experienced two NBA workouts like with the boys and the Bucks and like you know it's nothing like the three on three you know um the one on one you know seeing you do drills getting you know getting shots up you know the agility drills the speed drills so you know I mean again coming from a mid major player like me you know uh you know you, you know I need something like that you know to ex you know especially get to where I need to be. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the thing that bothers me though is you put up. 23 years in a row they should know you. and you're I I mean I'm of the belief that you're gonna prove it to them that you deserve a spot because I think you do um but I mean you talked about that that three on three tournament um obviously you guys won that uh last month how did that kind of all come together to for you and and uh Hanif Teague and Westendahl join forces and play Man, that was exciting. You know, it was a wonderful event. I knew about the event. Um, you know, again, that was another um, you know, that was another um event that got canceled, you know, for COVID, you know, but you know, hey, I was blessed to get something back and you know, and I told myself I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna prove myself, I'm gonna show the world, you know, what I'm capable of. I don't even care if it's three on three, five on five, two on two, three on five. I'm like, you know, man, I'm a show the world what I'm capable of. So, man, I just went there, man, you know, and I just had a lot of anger built up and, you know, I just wanted to prove myself, you know, against like big talent name players and, you know, just show them how I'm coming and just show them what I'm working with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously you did that. You guys won. I mean, and then you got MVP as well. Um, so what did that mean to you to, to get that and, and get the win as well? Man, it felt great, you know, man. I, man, I wasn't even focused on the MVP, man. I mean, and man, I wanted to get the money, and I wanted to just prove myself. You know, I knew he was gonna be on ESPN too. I know a lot of people watch that, you know. So I'm like, man, you know, like this is the perfect opportunity, you know, to give me something back. You know, man, I've been doing a lot of praying, man. I've been doing a lot of grinding, getting a lot of shots up, a lot of being in a weight room. I'm like, man, this, I mean, this is the chance, this is the opportunity to show the world something, you know, like. 
to just go against some good talent players, you know, like, you know, like they try to tell us like, oh, you know, mid-major players, they don't play nobody or all this. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's some high major players in here. Right. So, you know, it's time to see us match up and see who better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever forget you with the, with the belt, the thing around your neck and the glasses on right after. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everybody, yeah, everybody wow. did. Was, was it tough to adjust to the kind of style of play on, of three on three and how they kind of run things? It was the first day, you know, um, you know, I'm not used to playing three on three like that, but man, man, it was so exhausting, man. Like, you know, you get tired so fast, you know, just constantly keep running. But, you know, in the back of your head, when you're thinking about 50K and 100K, all, you know, like all like, you know, all that in the back of your head, you're like, OK, you know, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing, you know. So it was all worth it at the end of the day, man. You know, you know, I I. I feel good, you know, and it's good to, you know, get your family something, you know, get your mom, your brother, sister, something, you know, it's just a blessing. Mm. I mean, that's awesome to hear. I'm super happy that the an Indiana guy was, um, or two Indiana guys, right? Uh, you and yes. you and T. Yep. Uh, you and T uh, got the win. Uh, they're also adding that to the Olympics three on three. So would that be something that would interest you like later on in your career? Oh yeah, most definitely, man. I mean, like that would definitely be something, you know. Um, later on in my career, I'd be interested in doing. Um, how much do you think that the pandemic kind of played into how things have played out for you with, over the last year or so? Um, I mean, the pandemic it was kind of like a, you know, man, it, man, it was a tough. It was very tough. Like you know, um, again, you know, I, you know, I feel like it, you know, it stopped my NBA chances. You know, of course, like you know, it's doubters out there and. You know, things out there, but I honestly feel like uh, if I would have got my fair opportunity, you know, to go to like Portsmouth and things like that, you know, I feel like I would have, you know, you know, just got my shot, you know, just get in there and, you know, do what I got to do. You know, a lot of like, you know, a lot of like the pandemic has stopped a lot, man, you know, but, you know, again, you know, I feel like I got better. I got stronger. You know, I'm looking at the positives and, you know, think, you know, things like that, you know, I, I, got time to spend with my family a lot, you know, um, yeah, man. So like the pandemic, it, like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all bad, you know, but mm. you know, it like, you know, like it had its little work in progress in it. Mm-hmm. And then going forward, how are you going to go about trying to get one of those G league spots or, um, exhibition 10 or a two-way contract? Oh man. I mean, you know, I'm just leaving it in God's hands, you know, um, you know, just got to keep doing my part, you know, I, you know, just controlling what I can't control, you know, just, you know, keep winning, you know, keep, you know, doing good individually. And, you know, again, just leave it in God's hands, man. Keep praying and keep working hard. Mm, no doubt. I mean, um, oh, my bad. Uh, so I want to go back to your, your college days. Obviously, um, you had a storied career at Northern Illinois. I think you're the best player to come out of Northern Illinois ever. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way you probably do, but uh, um, how tough, how tough was it for you to, to have your college career end on such an abrupt note, just with the pandemic. And I mean, you guys had a really good shot at going to the NCAA tournament. Man, it was so tough, you know, man, we got, um, you know, we finally got the one to Mac West, you know, so, you know, man, it was so tough, you know, just like, you know, man, our, you know, man, our team was having a winning season, you know, you know, we was all bonded and we was all like, 
you know, just, you know, we, you know, we was just rolling. It was kind of like a bicycle, you know, like, like that, like that was the, that was the best team I played on at NIU, you know, just like, um, just on paper, you know, so, I mean, it was tough, you know, just especially, you know, when, you know, we finally got to Cleveland and, you know, we had the opportunity to, oh, you know, we have a, a, a buy, you know, so we like, okay, we got a buy. And then just to see how we didn't even get the opportunity and chance to even play it. And I'm just like, man, you know, like, man, like, like man, like me and my guy, me, me and my guy, Lacey James, you know, we put in so much work together, man, we was just shattered. Like, you know, like, cause that's all we talked about was trying to win a Mac championship and trying to get to where we need to be, you know, and it was just, you know, it was just a tough process at the time for sure. And if, if they had granted you guys an extra year of eligibility, would you have used it? That's actually a lot. To, hey, that that's so tough. Oh man, that's <laughs> man, man, that's hard to think about. I mean, like, I mean, I would have to really think, like, think on that at the time. You know, if if I see how my like career was going right now, I probably would have took it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, I would. It was like a fair, a a fair opportunity to get to where I need to be. You know, so which didn't happen that way, but, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I, I probably would have took it if they would have gave it to me, probably. How do you think that you progressed throughout your career? I mean, you still had a really good freshman season, and then you kind of burst off in the sophomore through senior seasons. Was there anything that kind of switched uh, between those first two years? Yeah, man, you know, what a lot of people don't know, so that's like, man, I like I dedicated my summer to – you know, just getting off social media and just locking in, you know, so that like a lot of people don't know, like that summer, like I like I wasn't on social media, you know, I was like waking up every day and um going to shoot 500 shots and then I will take a nap, go lift, then I would go shoot 500 more. Then I get some rim finishes in. So I was repeating the same thing every day. So I, so I, so I got stronger. I got my shot better, and I got just like better, just like all around with my craft, you know. So again, like I like, and like my goal that that uh summer was like to <clears throat> to be better than everybody else, to do something that everybody else not doing, and I feel like nobody was getting up a thousand shots every single day. Like I lit, like I lit, like I literally was getting up a thousand shots every day. I think my off days was um, on Sundays and like, I felt like I got better. I got better with doing that. So like, that's why everybody's asking me like, Oh, how did you come from nine points to 20? I'm like, man, I had to really lock in and put in work for this. Like, you know, it's just not going to drop in my lap, you know? So, and I, and, and, and I watched a lot of film on, how I can get better so that was just big time for me mm-hmm. and then how do you look back on those those last two years obviously like you mentioned averaging 20 across all three of those seasons I mean it, it's it's crazy because like the teams in the Mac pretty good you know so you know like having a scouting report on you every single which was really hard you know, but again, you know, I dedicate, you know, everything to like, you know, the hard work I put in, you know, like the gym hours. So, you know, I feel like, you know, just stay focused. Like it's a game, you know, you know, you got to play the game right. So, you know, man, I, man, I look back at it, man, I miss it. I miss my college days. I miss everything about it, you know, but yeah, man, I had a ball, you know, um, 
I dedicate everything to my hard work and my craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then are there a couple of games or, or stretches that stick as most memorable, memorable to you, either just from a personal standpoint or as a team? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I would say when we beat Buffalo, yeah, we uh, we uh, beat Buffalo, and they was, like, number, I think, 12 or 13 in the country at the time. And, man, and everybody flooded the court, and we partied all night. It was crazy, man. Like, man, that night was crazy, you know. And, um, you know, that – I don't know. I, I feel like that's the night in, like, the day. Like, my team, like, we all came together. Like, man, you know, we can really do something and all this, you know. So, man, I, man, I would never forget that moment. You know, you know, when I had kids, that's the story I will always tell my kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, when you guys played non-conference games as a mid-major, um, I mean, you guys play the likes of, like, Michigan State, Iowa. Um, do, you, do those provide as many learning lessons as, like, some coaches in media say that they do? Um, I mean, it shows where we at, you know, uh, you know, like, um, to – because – the non-conference schedule is really to, you know, prepare you for, you know, the conference schedule, mm. you know? So I'm, I mean, it shows that, you know, like, you know, when I was at college that we, we, we can compete with everybody, you know, you know, we didn't really, you know, no, no high major team like really blew us out. I think it I think Michigan state blew us out. That was the only one like, man, they was, man, they was good, you know, but you know, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, it did like, Help, like it did help us in a way, but you know it didn't provide like how the media tried to make it seem, you know. But you know it, you know it definitely did help us to get prepared for the uh, the conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michigan State was ranked like eighth or ninth when you guys played them, and they were. I mean, they're always good. So yeah, man, they was good, real good. Um, so I want to go back to your high school days. Obviously, being an Indiana guy, uh, what was the recruiting process like? And how did you end up uh, committing to Northern Illinois? Yeah, man, you know, like, yeah, I got a really very interesting story. So, you know, I was kind of under-recruited, you know, kind of, you know, you know, kind you know, you know, kind of been under-recruited my whole life, you know, so can you, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of been under-recruited my whole life. So, um, you know, um, yeah, so I was leading the state in scoring, you know, my uh, junior and senior year. You know, but I end up, you know, was bagging like the NIU coach. You know, I'm like, oh, you know, can I come up on a visit? You know, man, just let me come up on a visit. You know, he wasn't letting me come up on a visit, you know, so I like I had no offers at the time. So I end up going to this St. Louis camp. You know, I you know I I went to the St. Louis camp and they seen like I did good there. Like, you know, a guy there like put me on like Twitter or something like, oh, Eugene Jeremy was like really fast. He did his job. So I guess like the coaches follow me, the NIU coaches follow me on um, Twitter. And like, he like hit me up. was like, okay, you know, we gonna let you come up on a visit, you know? So I came up on a visit and then, you know, I thought I was going to be the only one on a visit, you know, but I came up on a visit and it was four other guys. So I'm like, oh man, I don't feel special at all. You know, like they showing everybody the same thing they showing me, you know, but you know, we end up going to the open gym and, you know, I was like, I was doing a man, man. Like I was scoring, I was getting people involved, I was playing good defense, you know. So and then, you know, he ended up um offering me my first scholarship. You know, he offered me my first scholarship. And then um, I mean, I mean, I just jumped on it the next day. I just took it. I just talked to my mom. I'm like, you know, uh, they 
you know, like they an hour, 45 minutes away from my house, you know, I took it right away. So, you know, that was just a blessing, you know, like, and like, you know, people try to talk, talk about how, oh, you know, well, oh, you should have waited and, you know, oh, and, and that's crazy. You only had one offer and stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everything worked out good. You know, I ended up you know, becoming an all-time leading scorer at the school, you know, so, you know, it was all a blessing. I mean, do you carry a chip on your shoulder just because you've kind of been under-recruited and overlooked throughout your career? Yeah, man. You know, man, it's, you know, it's tough. You know, I, you know, I, I always talk to my mom about how I always got to have the harder route. I always got to like take the underdog route or prove myself. And, you know, I, like, I don't get it easy like the other guys, you know, but yeah, man, I always got to like, you know, have that chip on my shoulder, especially coming from where we came from, you know, because, you know, I know the work I put in, I know who I can't compete with, you know, I know his daughters out there going, you know, go talk, you know, whatever they got to say, you know, I don't really care. You know, but, you know, everything is just like, you know, just comes down to just being a blessing because, you know, man, like, even though I had one offer, you know, everybody knew I should have had more offers, you know, I, you know, I got good out of it, you know, and I feel like, you know, I'm going to keep building, you know, to get to where I need to be. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely should have had more offers looking back on it now. And, I mean, at the moment you were, you led Indiana, which is probably the best high school basketball scene in the country and scoring for two straight years. I mean, it just, I don't know. There are hits and misses with recruiting and obviously Northern Illinois, yeah. huge hit. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you, you kind of talked about where you came from. Um, let's talk about some of the guys and the teams that you played against up there um, in Northwest Indiana in high school. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think the open gyms are like funner. You know, like, you know, um, when everybody come together because, you know, you don't get to play everybody in high school. So, you know, like just playing against guys like uh, Devon Dillard or like Charles Cooper, you know, playing with my brother every single day. You know, he wasn't pretty good. At high, like, you know, he wasn't that good in high school, but he's a pretty good player now. You know, playing against just like overseas ballers, Damian Jefferson, uh, Jermaine Cousinard, guys like that. You know, even the younger generation like John Neal Davis and stuff like that. So. You know, we all got better and, you know, we competed, you know, like, especially like all summer. So, you know, we push each other. So, yeah, I mean, it's some good players up there, you know. Um, yeah, it's definitely some good players. Mm -hmm. And how much do you learn from each other in high school? Or do you not really think about that in the moment? You just kind of notice it when you are looking back on it. In high school, you said? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. If I knew, yeah, if I knew what I knew now in high school, man, like, I mean, I'd just be a way, way advanced, better basketball player, you know, like, like, like I like, I was just, just out there just going crazy, you know, just get, just getting to it, you know, you know, but it, you know, it was fun, you know, but you know, if I knew what I knew now, I, I, I would definitely had a state championship, you know, I look back at me losing to semi-state, so, you know, I definitely would have a state championship. Mm -hmm. And then kind of to, to cap off your high school career you got named an Indiana all-star um how much did that mean to you yeah man I got an interesting story with that too you know it means a lot because you know like the year before you know my dad you know picked me up from the gym and was like um yeah you know you didn't make the junior all-stars you know and I was crying you know we cried in the car together I'm like you know what do I need to do you know my team was winning 
you know, I'm averaging 30, you know, so, you know, I was, you know, I, I was confused, you know, so it meant a lot to, you know, really uh go to that top 60 workout and, you know, um, could, um you know, compete against, you know, good talented players in Indiana, you know, um to make the team. So, you know, I mean, it was a blessing, you know, just especially like, you know, capitalizing off the year before, you know, how like we was crying and, you know, then, you know, it was all smiles and I end up, you know, holding the MVP up, you know, so. Yeah, you know, it was fun. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that year you played with like, I know Kyle Guy, like Desmond Bain was there. Um, so a couple of NBA guys. Uh, so what were those? You still, can, can you still see me? No, I can't see you, but I can hear you. Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, you're good. Okay. This is the last thing I'm going to let you go. I know you're, you're a busy man, but uh, um, so during during those, like on that same Indian All-Star team, guys like Kyle Guy, Desmond Bain were on there. Uh, so what was it like um, playing and learning and practicing with those guys? Yeah, yeah, man, it was cool. You know, um, you know, Kyle and Desmond Bain, yeah, they was cool people. You know, I feel like, um, you know, me and Desmond Bain built a cool relationship at that time. We played some one-on-one. You know, because I know me and him was actually going, you know, because um, he, you know, he, you know, he was actually on my tail, you know, he was number two, you know, mm-hmm. in scoring, you know, so, you know, I mean, you know, we built a cool relationship, you know, we talked a lot, man, you know, like them players are good, you know, obviously they in the NBA, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it was fun, man, it was, you know, you know, you know, it was fun to be around them players and, you know, just, you know, just vibe and, you know, just compete and, you know, just win. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, uh, I know you're busy, I know you got to go eat soon. Um, so I'm going to let you go, but thank you for coming on. I've been a fan of yours for a while now. Um, best of luck tomorrow and, um, throughout the rest of the season. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. Hey, stay safe. All right.